Well, hello. No, I'm just kidding. Stop. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna let him have his little moment there. Everybody gets to see the best side of us because it's so early in the morning. This hair is wild. Okay, that's enough. I was just being funny. <laughs> I usually wrap my hair so it doesn't look terrible in the morning. But anyhow, it's been what over four weeks i think since we last recorded it's been a while can't even tell you yeah we were in virginia it has been over for weeks because we've been in florida now for about five um last podcast we left off that we were wanting to come here we still didn't have a plan or timeline on when we were and shortly after that we just decided that there was no sense in waiting around anymore and we decided to finish up, wrap up everything we were doing in Virginia and head to Florida. So here we are. And we had some fun adventures on the way down with Alex having a back injury or re-injury and whatnot. And we've been now in like the outskirts of Orlando for over a month. Just uh, mainly we came here for the weather. That was like number one. But secondly, because we want to sell the RV and we need to get some things fixed that are covered by insurance, but it typically takes many weeks, maybe sometimes even months. And we also recently decided that we don't want to wait around for that to happen. So we are leaving the country in about two weeks um, to our new destination, hopefully where we find and establish roots in our forever home. So right now the plan is we're already moved out of the RV, packed up everything, and we're staying in a hotel for the next two weeks. And the plan is to go park it at the shop and they're gonna fix it. And whenever they do that, they'll call us. And if he has to fly in, it, fly in and move it or whatever, we'll figure that out. But for now, we're just taking it a day at a time, a week at a time, and the rest will fall into place like it always does. So that's a quick family update. Yeah, she, she summed that up beautifully. Uh, I would just say that the last couple, like month and a half has been pretty challenging for me, especially with the back injury. So it's good to... He was having labor contractions, essentially. <laughs> like After the third one, I was like, these are contractions. They're literally like with the flow of a contraction, like you feel it creeping on, it goes up and it peaks and then it falls back down, then you get a break and then you get another one. It was like literally contractions. So ladies, <laughs> I know what you're going through. And I told him, not no, even. I said, even though they were contractions, I said, you, your, your whole body was not opening up. But regardless, he wasn't a lot of pain. And we had to call the ambulance at like two in the morning because he thought he was dying. And inside I was also laughing to myself because I know what that feels like. And I was like, geez, man. Because he, he kept calling me like, help me, help me. And in my head, I was like, there is nothing I can do to help you get out of this. Like you're in it. And that's so much what birth feels like. Like I remember, you know, the first um, birth, like wanting someone to like take me out of the situation and help me. And then at the same time, I'm like, there's no way out. Like I just got to have the baby. So that was fun. <laughs> I'm glad she enjoyed that. Cause I didn't. And, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm so ex extremely 
thankful because the boys, Grayson and Caden, have stepped up and helped a lot. And uh, that's what family's about sometimes, even in, like, the hardest times. Yeah. Uh, we're all come together and, and help each other out and, and just keep pushing. And now we're going to Dominican Republic. Next week is Disney. This past week was Universal Studios. And... Uh, SeaWorld is going to happen somewhere in between all that. Yeah, SeaWorld <laughs> was going to happen today, but... Just, I have, yeah. We got to... We gotta... Our schedule is just like... Duh, 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 duh. Things are getting, you know, happening, and we have a lot of meetings throughout the days, and things we're doing, and it's it's hard to, like, squeeze in a whole free fun day. Also because, once again, we didn't, we didn't like, plan out our month. We're just kind of like, hey, let's see what happens, and literally from one day to the next, we're like, let's go. Let's buy the flights. Let's do this. Yeah, That's absolutely. how we operate. And so far, it's worked for us. So keep doing it. But as we promised in the last podcast, we want to start talking about the conscious leadership tools because that is what has changed the way um, we speak to each other, we communicate our relationship and many other things in our lives. Um, I came by these tools a few years ago when I was at a retreat. It was introduced by one of the women that was hosting. And then later I went on to take a workshop by her um, to dive deeper into them. And I've always referred to them as part of my toolbox. Like I always keep them like they're like my first top five like tools. This is one of them. And I just want to we're going to break it down because there's like it's based on 15 commitments and there's a lot of information and like a lot of foundational work for it. But today I'm hoping that I can give you just like a recap and just solidify some things and give you guys prompts and things that you can still work with at home with your partner, like how to start having these conversations. Um, and we were talking about this, right? Like for instance, in our life, the way we've operated and the things we've done, the decisions we've made, you know, where do they come out of? And they very much come out of these 15 commitments because the first commitment here is I commit to taking full responsibility for the circumstances of my life and my physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. I commit to support others to take full responsibility for their lives. So anytime that you are feeling like you're complaining or life isn't going the way you want or you're feeling down, these are the moments where I'm like, okay, we have to go back to the tools. Like, what do the tools teach? What do the tools say? Um, how can we shift this? Because... According to these tools, when we're in that mindset, we're below the line. And anything below the line, you're usually on what they call the drama triangle, where you can be a victim, a hero, or a villain. So a villain blames others or self. A hero seeks temporary relief, and a victim is at the effect of. And that could be your environment, of another person, anything. And it gives examples of what each one would sound like and... What are also the emotions and feelings associated with each of these? So, for instance, I've read what above the line commitment number one sounds like. Below the line would sound like I commit to blaming others and myself for what is wrong in the world. I commit to being to be a victim, villain, or a hero and take more or less than 100% responsibility. Can I just interject for a second and yeah. say that you mentioned about above the line, below the line. And I think that is a very 
base, the base fundamental, and I know that we talked about it in a previous podcast, but just want to reiterate that above the line is about being open, about being curious and committed to learning. And when we have that curiosity, which we'll get into, it's a, it's a totally different commitment, but when you have that curiosity, the change, the connection can happen. And when you are closed, when you're committed to being right, and you're defensive, right, you're you're closed down, you're to yourself, you're not allowing yourself to be open to others to be able to create a connection. And I say this many times, because I really do believe myself and, and many, many people, all people want connection. And so these tools, when I think about them, in the first part of my relationship, not knowing them, I knew that I, I know, in my heart that I want, I wanted connection. But as many men and many people, when we are conditioned from the outside so much, we lose that connection with self. So I think that these tools have helped build this um, fundamental piece of connection with self so we can create that connection with others. Uh, and, and then also, it's it goes back to with this connection, it's not connection based off of fear. And, and, and I know for myself, when I look back to my, my childhood, a lot of the connection that I had was off of like fear and wanting to feel loved and all these other things. So like, this is a good fundamental um, framework to build connection off of love and um, consciousness. Right. So the the big piece is to understand that above the line is about being open and being curious and the below the line is about being defensive and closed minded. Yeah, it's all about awareness too. Like a lot of times we're doing these things that we're not even in awareness that that is what's happening. So these tools were a way of like bringing it all to the front and being like, look, this is what's going on and this is why you keep getting these results. And if you want to change the result, then you need to change what you're doing in your everyday life. Um, for instance, the circumstances of our life, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual well-being, right? We were in a place a couple of years ago that neither of us were happy where what it was. And at the time, you know, we didn't take responsibility for that. What we did was we blamed each other so that, you know, you argue, you fight, you this, you know, it's you not doing this and it's you not doing that. And sometimes you do that to yourself, right? Like, oh, it's my fault that this is my fault, but that doesn't change anything. Like you can sit there blaming yourself all day for the reasons that you don't have the house you want, or you're not in the job you want, or your children aren't turning out the way you want them to be or whatever. Or you can just sit in it and say, you know what? This is reality. Now, what can I do to change it? What can I do to move forward? Or how can I just accept that it is what it is? And, you know, these became so pivotal in my life and like in the forefront of my life when we went through the situation with our daughter, Linabelle, um, which we've spoken about many times, but she was diagnosed with a brain tumor short, right before she turned three years old. Um, and I mean, I spiraled for a few months. Like I definitely had my bouts of being the victim, of being the hero, being the villain. And then finally, when I had enough of that, I was like, okay, I need to pull myself out of this hole that I just dug myself in. And how do I do this? And I just began to see the whole situation differently. Like, what is it here to teach me? What am I here to learn? You know, what 
could benefit us from this entire situation and why would a child go through something like this? Oh, and, that's not me this time. Oh, that's because I meant to turn off my phone and I forgot. But now it's off. But anyhow, being able to pull myself out of that, I really did rely on these tools and everything I had learned in these tools because I began to question, like you said, that curiosity aspect. When you start getting curious with things, you're able to shift. And the way I see it is like you're in a room and you're just you're getting in a different place of the room to see the different perspectives of everything that's in there. Because if you're always standing in the same corner, you're only gonna see that angle. You have no idea how it looks from any other side. So like, get on the ceiling, get on the other corner, you know, get on a chair. Like, how else does that room look to you? And that's really what this is about, is just being able to see situations from all perspectives versus the one that you feel stuck in. Um, I don't know if you want. Yeah, I, I want to say something that it, it definitely, this is what we did for us. And I've, I've lately been seeing this a lot in, in the men's community on Facebook that I'm, I've been a part of is that like, like for us, our, our marriage wasn't going the way that we both thought it would go. And I'm sure that we wanted it to go. Uh, but when we got to that point, we had, you know, she was doing the work for a while. Like we both had to jump on and do the work, right? Like one person can't do it for both. You know, you have to do it equally. And the the first step of understanding of of this process is like, what what do you what's your vision for yourself? What was her vision, and then you integrating those visions together. Uh, and there's other commitments and tools and things of that nature that we'll get into, but specifically having a vision for yourself and for your relationship for your family and part of that vision and, and getting into taking a hundred percent responsibility for that and also taking a hundred percent responsibility for 50 percent of the relationship so don't take more just take your hundred percent of 50 percent and i know that might sound a little confusing but and we'll i think it's important that you have to identify how you're showing up and being responsible for that. So one, one big step for myself was understanding that I wasn't showing up in the relationship on spiritually, emotionally, mentally, mentally. physically. I was, yeah, I physically was there. I just wanted to make sure I did this one. So make sure that, <laughs> and, 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 and then having the curiosity and, and like she had said, it's, it's big that you, we understand that the question is more important than the answer. You know, like being committed to the question and being willing to change the question if the question isn't the, the, the one that is giving you the clarity that you need. That's the most important thing. That's what I'm saying. So what I really love about these tools, I'm looking at one of their worksheets here. If you're watching, we're not watching the YouTube. <laughs> There's these worksheets I have, and you can find them on their website. So conscious.is or Google the conscious leadership group. Um, and they have all these worksheets on under free resources. And I love this company too, because they want this work to be spread throughout the world. So they make their 
resources free that if anyone takes a class or understands them, can always download them and use them and introduce them to people in their lives. You can coach with them. I've asked them, like they say, anybody can use the tools as long as you obviously um, reference them if you're using their work. Um, but that's one thing I love. It's like, they're not here. Like this is ours. You know, you got to pay us if you want to <laughs> teach this. It's like, Hey, please share this with us, with the world, like teach this to everyone. Um, because it's just so important. It's so life-shifting. Um, but I mentioned that to say there's a second worksheet that kind of goes jointly with the 15 commitments and it's called the willingness questions. So for each commitment, they have a question that you typically want to ask to see if you're ready to shift. So a big thing about this work is you don't have to be above the line if you're not ready. Like there are situations where he's like, you're below the line. And I'm like, and that's where I want to stay. And, you know, like he can't do shit about it because I know I'm below the line and he calls me out on it. And I'm like, and I'm going to stay right here below the line. I don't want to shift. But then when I'm ready, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm ready to go above the line now. But a big part of this work is like, you don't need to force it. If you're not ready to shift in a situation, if it still feels too confronting too, you know, whatever it is, like for me, like I, sometimes I just need time to process things myself and my emotions and my thoughts and my feelings where he's like, let's hash this out right now. I'm like, no, I don't want to like, leave me alone. I want to figure this out internally. I'll hash it out with you when I feel ready to. And just understanding that everyone's different when it comes to that. Like some people want to hash out certain things right away. And sometimes that's me. I'm like, no, we need to talk about this right now. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And that's okay. Um, the point is that you still circle back to it eventually. You don't want to just put it away and forget about it or ignore it. You do want to eventually come back to it. So these willingness questions are a way to know, like, am I ready to talk about this Am I ready to be curious? Am I ready to see the situation different? And if you don't have a full body yes, it's a no. And that's okay. Like just one thing you can do is if it's something big that you know has to change sooner than later is asking yourself this throughout the day. And it's like asking that self that willingness question like, am I ready to shift this? Am I ready to shift this? Am I? And until you get a yes. If you don't, like I said, it could take days, months, depending on the situation. Um, it could be any amount of time, but for commitment number one specifically, the willingness question is, are you willing to take 100% responsibility, not more or less than 100% responsibility for this issue? So whatever the issue is, you would ask yourself that question and you would sit there thinking outside of being a villain, someone who's like, it should be different. Who's to blame? You're wrong or the hero. I can handle it. I can help. For you or the victim, it's hard. I have to. There's nothing I can do. Are you ready to get out of that mindset and then be responsible for whatever the situation is? And there's a third worksheet that goes with this one that's called 100% Responsibility Process. And it gives you instructions and in steps one through four on how to unravel this. Like, how would you begin to talk about it to get it out of your system and then essentially find a resolution for it yeah so i don't i don't know if you've uh gone on but commitment number one is taking 100 percent responsibility yes and uh some people call it radical responsibility i think that's mentioned in the book radical responsibility 
And, um, and I think that it's important that we understand that the first two commitments, and we're only talking about the first one today, but the first two commitments are the fundamental or the foundation, excuse me, of the conscious uh, leadership framework. And in the first two commitments is taking 100% responsibility and curiosity. And uh, do you want to work through this right now? You want to like go through um, this? I, I was going to just kind of read to give the examples. I mean, we can use an example if you want, or you can just talk about it. Yeah, so I'd actually use this with, with the men that I talk coach and talk to. Uh, so identify an issue problem uh, that's going on in your life and speak about the issue in like the most dramatic or unenlightened terms and uh, blame. So one, 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 uh, I guess this, this exercise could also be if you've ever heard called the conscious scream uh, and, and you go in your car and you turn up the radio and you know, you're by yourself and you just start letting you let out if it's a, your spouse, if it's your kid, whoever it may be, you just start letting out, belting out whatever comes out, right? And so, very similar. Let's, let's, is there something? I mean, I, I think one thing that we can talk about once again that has everything to do with our journey is, for instance, a problem that we had was essentially your work life, you know, the Navy, like that whole situation. Like, he didn't like his work situation, he was already like done over it but he kept doing it for a few more years even after that and i didn't like it because he was gone all the time and he wasn't present and he also did not have a work-life balance like it was always work and he was exhausted and he would give more than he had to or that most would even like here's the line to be a good leader and he's like i'm gonna go up 20 more notches <laughs> so <laughs> Um, that was, you know, a big issue and problem we had. So if we were to speak about this in unenlightened terms, like you want to make it ugly, make it big, you want to be dramatic because the point is to get everything up on the surface, like everything you've ever felt. And in this moment when this is happening, the other person's just listening. You're not responding to anything that this person says. So you're not looking to rebuttal. You're not looking to, you know, fix it you're just there as a listener you're a wall a fly on the wall and you're just listening um to this so then step two you would move into step into a hundred percent responsibility so physically find a place in the room that represents your commitment to being a hundred percent responsible for the situation that could be get on a table get on a chair like sit down whatever it is you know change your stance, put your hands on your hips, whatever makes you feel like you're coming fully into this responsibility um, aspect of it, you want to get into that position now for step number two. Yeah, and then step three, um, I think is the biggest piece, it's, and it's really thought-provoking questions or sentence stems. Um, you want to complete the statements that they have on the sheet. And, and you can repeat them several times uh, until you feel like you, oh, you know what, I've released this or I'm living a, a, above the line. And so from the past, this reminds me of, and then finishing it, I keep this issue going by. What I get from keeping this issue going is the lifelong pattern I'm noticing is, and I can de demonstrate 100% responsibility concerning the issue by. And this is just a tool and a, and a mechanism to allow you to 
start to get these stories that you're creating in your head because so often we are uh, conditioned by our, our, our parents and these stories that are created go in cycles. And if we don't get them out, the cycle is just continuing. And so oftentimes, and, and I can speak in our relationship, like I'm in my head and I'm thinking, and these stories are creating and we're good. But the story that I'm creating in my head makes me feel like we're like a two or three in our marriage and we're really like a nine, but that's not communicated. Like as, as people, as men specifically, we don't communicate often. Uh, and, and that's where the disconnect can come because she's over here like, Oh, we're good. And I'm sitting here and these stories, uh, make me feel like we're not good. So I'll, I'm going to use a example that I remember that when I got to step number three, that I keep this issue going by a big issue I had early on in our marriage is that I didn't feel like he parented enough or like he did enough around the house. Right. So I would go around doing everything. And I'm saying this because many mothers have spoken to me complaining about the same exact thing. You know, I do everything. My husband doesn't do anything or, you know, I'm the one that does everything around the house, blah, blah, blah. He just goes to work and all this stuff. And that one, I keep this issue going by is huge. It's like, well, do you keep doing everything every day? <laughs> well, that's how you keep the issue going. So you can sit here blaming your spouse all day and saying, well, if I don't do that, nobody will. Well, that's, you know, trying to be the hero. I have to do it all. I, I need to help. I need to be the one to do it. And that is very much inside the drama triangle. And I was totally there where I was like, I need to do everything because if I don't do it, it's just not going to get done. He's not going to do it. Funny enough, the moment I decided to shift out of that, things started to change. It's like that is when things started to shift and things started to change. I was like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. And I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And he could do this. And when he's like, oh, you know, laundry hasn't been done in a week. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It hasn't. <laughs> like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm glad you noticed. It hasn't been done. And he just looks at me like, what is going on? And then he would come home. It's like, are you not cooking dinner? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, there's food in the fridge, though. You'd like to cook some. And it just, you know, like I, and granted, maybe at the time, it wasn't the best way to go about it. Like some communication should happen. But that was like my way at the time of like saying, you know what? I'm not going to do all these things. Like you can start doing some of these things. Like I'm not going to do laundry every two days and I'm not going to have a cooked meal every day. Like you can come home and cook a meal too. Um, and slowly like things did begin to shift. But obviously like don't, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that anybody go about it the way I did. Um, <laughs> definitely communicate with your spouse and sit down, like have the conversation of like, Hey, you know, I am working on these things. I really want these to shift. Like, are you willing to join me on this journey? Like, let's do this together. Um, because at the time, like I didn't have these tools when I started doing those things, but after I learned, I was like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the best way to just like not do these things. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and in future podcasts, one of the commitments communication. And so I know that those that are, that are listening that, oh, it's easier said than done. I, we know, and we understand, and there's other tools that will help you have these clear communications with your partner uh, or your spouse. And, but where we're going with this is, is like the, in every situation, um, 
challenge that arises within relationships, whatever that may be, each person has responsibility in it. And we as people don't like to take responsibility because it's like pulling things towards us. We like to blame. And that's the, that's just the easy thing to do. And, it, and it's more comfortable that way. But when you take responsibility, you really can make breakthroughs. We've made breakthroughs by having that curiosity. And like, even when she would do that in the past at the time, I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah, you didn't, you're not going to cook. And, and there was some frustration at the time, but being able to clear that frustration and, and having the open mind and understanding that like, <laughs> look, seeing it in a different light, she wasn't, she's not, it's not that she doesn't love me. It's not that she doesn't care for me. It's the, the kids, so on and so forth. We engaged, we, we came into this partnership and we, it's very important that you have a shared vision that you have a, you talk about these things and that's not commute. That's not communicated or that's not the, that's not how society tells you like relationships, you know, should be. And, and, but now we're shifting and, and it's all about choice and, and creating these contracts. Right. And and talking about those things. I mean, it's it's like vows, right? Like, who's the same 10 years after they get married, 20 years after they get married? And for us, like, this is like a new start of this is the way we want to be from this point on. Like, we don't have to be the people we've been the last 10, you know, years that we've been together, over 10 years now that we've been together. Like, we can be different people. And that's like a big thing that I speak to a lot of, you know, these women who reach out to me and talk to me is like, have you sat down and created a vision with your husband? You know, because so many of them are like, oh, well, he's doing this, but that's not what I want him to do. I want him to do this. And, you know, this is what I want, but he doesn't. It's like, if you guys don't sit down and get on the same page, you're always going to be living in different books. Like at some point you guys have to sit down. And one thing that I love about these tools and they talk about it, and this is like much later, but about win-win situations, there is no compromise when you're curious enough. When you get curious and you really sit down to unravel things, anything is possible. So everyone can win, not just one person. It's not like, well, she wants this and I win this, so we can't win. You know, like something has to compromise. Um, that's not necessarily true. That means that you're not giving it enough time to figure out how it's possible for all. And that's like a been a big thing. And, and with us, it's like when he's like, oh, well, I want this. And he's like, well, fine, I'll compromise. I'm like, no, 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 we don't compromise in our relationship. I said, we don't do that. I said, so how can we both get what we want? I was like, I don't want to compromise anymore. Because I told him, I said, I don't think I would give you the same, you know, <laughs> leeway of like, okay, I'll compromise on that. Because I spent my whole life compromising and sacrificing. And I know what that feels like. And it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good to constantly compromise and sacrifice for X, Y, Z, you know? And, and, I, and I was like, I've been there and I've done that. And sometimes, once again, drama triangle, trying to be the hero you know, he's like, he knows that he knows that I've compromised and sacrificed a lot, you know, for his career and this, and that and staying at home and raising the kids. And also it's been a choice. And that's what I tell him. I'm like, I don't need you to rescue me from my motherhood, from my situation, from the choices I've made. Like I take full responsibility for the choices I've made. And 
let's find a win-win um, solution for both of us. So we're both happy at the end of the day, because if he then decides to cancel a meeting or not attend this or not attend that because, oh, well, I just want you to have a free day or I just want you to have free time. He's not going to feel good about that either. So it's also knowing that it goes both ways. This isn't like, well, I, you know, sacrifice all this. Now it's his turn to sacrifice. It's not about that no. because that once again, you're just going right back into the drama triangle of disaster. <laughs> so Yeah. I also think it's important to, see it from this light of compromise leads to resentment yeah and resentment gets in the way of connection and she's she used a big word i say big word but she used a, a word that is important is like if you it's a choice so if you all agree and you and you come to that and you make the choice like you know what okay i'm i'm gonna clear my schedule today and cancel my meetings and, and do this so you can have a, a free day. You're committed to the results of that, right? You're committed to the outcome of that because you made that choice. You're taking the responsibility. And I can say in the past when I've done that and I've had really good intentions, when it doesn't go the way that I, I thought it was going to go, I start to, I, I start to blame. Yeah. And it goes back into that because I, I fully wasn't committed to the choice and I, and I was more, and I wouldn't say laugh for a better term, but I was trying to people please, right? I was trying to like, Hey, you know, like you deserve this. Let me, let me, you know, do this for you. But it comes back to that whole body. Yes. Which yeah. will be another day, but compromise leads to resentment in my opinion. All right. So that was, we don't want to make this too long. I was like, we want to make these um, nice and short. So you guys are able to listen to these and, once again, we want to share this because it really has changed our relationship and the way we function. And, and if anybody wants more information on the tools, you can message Alex, you can message me. We also have a Gmail, um, Jacil and Alex at gmail.com. I can't remember it has underscores, so probably just Instagram. <laughs> we'll link that into the show notes. Um, I don't I remember like, the email. Yeah. I know it has our names, but I can't remember it has underscores or not. So probably just reach through Instagram or our personal Instagrams, either or. Uh, but just remember, commitment number one is taking 100% responsibility of whatever the situation is. And this is, you know, just a little side note. Th these tools, I have heard them used in extreme situations, you know, like not just like our situation in marriages and disagreements and things. I'm talking about like, you know, rapes and things like that, where I've been able to hear women shift out of them. And you can find some of these videos on YouTube, things like that. Um, some in a book where I heard it was by Katie Byron, which funny enough, she actually contributes to a part of the work in this um, platform. She has her own thing that's called the work and it is a judge your neighbor worksheet. But in her book, I think it's called loving what is, She's all about accepting and just being in the moment and presence. And I've heard so many stories in her book where I was like mind blown by the results of how she walked people through these situations to a point where they could take 100% responsibility for their part in a situation, even as once again, rape, like that serious where I was like, there's no way like, you know, there is a victim and it's like. That's the drama triangle. How do you shift it above the line? So these tools, like I said, if you want more information, you can reach out to us. There's, They have a book that's 
really great and it makes it in a story form sort of so the tools are a little more easier to like take on and then they also have they do their own workshops through their website um, and then there's all the free resources from their website too so thanks for being here 